0: Hello everyone, and welcome to Jurassic Park. Or actually, Zing this. But we're going to be t- talking about Jurassic Park. So, you got me, God created dinosaurs, God destroyed dinosaurs, God creates man, man destroys God, man creates Zinger. That is officially my longest intro name ever.
1: <laughs> I, I just didn't know what to say after all that. Um, I spared no expense, Ellie.
2: Perfect. Okay, before I go into mine, I'm going to say that was a very missed opportunity to say Dr. Ellie Sadler. Come on.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that is true.
2: <laughs> okay, so, you got me, Burks and Burks, and we got Burks in
1: here!
0: Oh.
2: I also had Jillian Seberg. I also had, where's Berg? Check the vending machines. <laughs> I also had Mr. B and A. And the B stands for Berg. I had four. I came ready. I, I was like, "We're gonna have. I don't want anyone repeating." But those are good ones so far. I, I tried <laughs> to go
0: out of the box for mine, but of course, we're joined by our special guest, Mister DMG. Oh, oh, no! nice. he would have gotten yours, Berg. Yes, welcome back, David Ginsberg. I'm, I'm excited. We have spared no expense, and i You know what, I'm not going to apologize for all of the Richard Attenborough and everyone else impressions we will be doing throughout this episode. Because we spared no expense.
2: Because uh, 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 Zingus finds a way. Yes, yes.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So, um, we are very excited to do our Jurassic Park movie discussion. Wait, that's
2: what we're talking about?
0: Oh, you, you watch Billy and the Clonosaurus?
2: Billy and
0: the Clonosaurus, darn it. Oh, but um, we're very excited to do this. Um, We're very excited to have David on. You have been a part of many of these Zingness-like movie things that we do. I'm, I forgot the term for events, but yeah. Um, you've, you've been on for many of these, and we're honored to have you join us. And you know what? I'm going to let you start with your favorite three moments, because normally we steal each other's. So in this movie, I think we're all going to just be robbing from each other. But I could be wrong. So, Mr. Ginsburg, begin.
3: All right, my my favorite three moments. There's there's three of them because that's how many you asked me for. <laughs> um, the of course the the iconic T. Rex attack on the cars in the rain in the evening with the goat disappearing. That that's up there. The second one is when you get to see the sick Triceratops. Uh, okay. Not the poop part. <laughs> but just like Dr. Grant laying on the T-Rex and they're looking at the or the, the triceratops and they're just like chilling with it and it's like it's just a, such a sweet moment right before everything bad happens <laughs> but but my most iconic moment my most my my favorite moment is when they are driving in the jeeps they just have landed and you have the music going on and it's just it's it's hitting those notes and then everything stops and the drivers are just nonchalantly just, you know, waiting there. And they, they see the Brachiosaurus for the first time and the herd of dinosaurs. And that that's the moment right there. That's the entire movie. Just that's it.
0: All right. Very good choices. Uh, you did steal one of mine. So, so congratulations on that. Uh, Berg, I will have you go after Ellie. Who's up next.
1: Oh, okay. um, so, I'll go ahead and say the repeat. Uh yes, definitely when they see the dinosaurs for real for the first time. <�resh
0: an Bellindung>
1: yes. Um I'm going to be honest and I don't care. I don't think it's embarrassing. Like I tear up every time I see that scene. They <şunu> <laughs> they, they do such a good job um just portraying like you can really see in their faces, you you believe that they are that emotionally invested in it. So I, Im- I invested
0: d- in what, Ellie? Seeing what? The.
1: Okay, I I will walk out right now. I'm not I'm not gonna listen to that theme. Well, I know I know what your
0: outro music's gonna be when you leave. Okay, I'm gonna stop.
1: Wow. Um, my second one would probably be just the whole, um, chaos theory, life will find a way. Like, just, just him, the entire movie. Um, I, everyone knows who I'm talking about. Yeah, Malcolm. Yes. Jeff Goldblum. Um,
0: Sexiest Man Alive, 2003, I mean, 1993. Oh, yes. I don't know if that's true. I mean, it we could
1: be. We still need to hunt down that pop figure. Yes. Um, but, but just that whole thing, I just... I just love his character. It's it's fantastic. And then, kind of your your name, um, I I like it when she takes his his phrase and then she turns it and says, you know, basically, woman you, rules the world.
0: You could have taken an opportunity to say, um, that dinosaurs destroy Zinger. Ellie inherits the earth.
1: Yeah, I know. You
0: you could have, but we didn't tell each other our um no. ours. And I'm I, I thought you were gonna go with like clever girl or shoot her, but no, you didn't.
1: <laughs> so, so yeah, those those. I mean, I could definitely do more than three, but oh, yes. I think we all yes, could. Though, but I do like those three.
2: All right, Berg, you are up. Cool. Well, I I will. I had even though I knew it would be taken the the scene of them driving up. I mean. I think that's just the iconic scene of the movie. Like, it's amazing. I still remember seeing it, but we'll get into that. And this being one of my favorite movies, like, from start to finish, I just, I love every scene. But to pick three, I'm going to go with some intense scenes. Uh, I love the scene uh, where Nedri is stealing the embryos. That is such a tense scene because that is where shit just hits. That it, it is the the last <laughs> moment that that park is good before just everything hits the fan. And that music during that, outside of the two main themes of Jurassic Park, the one you kept singing and then uh, 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 <laughs> those, those two themes, the music during that is so intense. Wait, I actually wait, listened to Bert, it.
0: Was it something like? It
2: was something like that. Um, See, you threw me off. You're about to be down People to one. People are experience. just
1: not gonna go any farther in this episode because of you. Um,
2: I love. I, anyway, I love the music during that scene, and it's so intense and just what is getting ready to happen. Especially on repeated viewings, you're like shit's about to go down. Um, I love the kitchen scene at the end where the raptors are chasing uh, Tim and Lex through the kitchen. Just that that whole thing is just so intense, and then the whole. Raptor ramming into the reflection and just everything about that is just super intense. And you felt like you were also being chased by raptors. Uh, and now for my third scene. I'm trying to think. I had I had it in mind. And it completely. Oh, um, the scene where they are running through the field and the gallimimuses are charging at them. Mm-hmm. That's just such a cool scene of them running and it's just them being chased by or and then not really being chased by or you think they're being chased by but they're running from the T-Rex. I don't know. There's something about that scene that's just always really cool and knowing the technicality behind it where like they shot them running and then they use this computer program to see where their eyes um, where their eyes were looking and that's where they placed the dinosaurs. I just remember that watching that in a, in a making of scene or making up special when I was a kid and going, super cool and so that scene has always stuck out with me so those are my three
0: alright so I still have my two of my three intact I made it through and yes I do agree with everyone else who has said that this movie is just iconic scene after iconic scene so it's kind of really hard to decide I mean yes you could just sit there and be like every time Ian Malcolm's on screen (laughs) which would exceed three and you know what on Singness, we would allow that Um, but I narrowed mine down to 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 these 3 which one of them was stolen. So the T-Rex getting out and attacking the um the Ford Explorers and you know everyone in that in the rain and everything. So David, congrats, you stole one of mine. Good job. Nice. Um so that is one of mine. But my other one is the opening scene of the movie. I actually supposed to you guys did not pick when they first see the dinosaurs, but the first time we kind of see what's going on here as the audience, which is the opening scene of the movie which of course has yeah. the classic line berg i'm gonna let you take it this time My, which
2: line is it from the beginning where he says uh um wait shoot her shoot her oh that what? gosh why do i keep thinking that's from like i keep thinking that's from like later in the film you're right that is from that <laughs> it, it is it is <laughs> the, right off the bat like first like big thing I i'm mean, ashamed th- that i did not know that i i'm I'm ashamed.
0: I'm I'm sure there'll be another opportunity for you. Shoot
1: to... him. Shoot I him. I need redemption. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'm sure there'll be another opportunity in this record to for <laughs> you to set for you to do your impression of it. No don't waste it now. Save it. I'm sure you'll have time later. Um No, I just, I just thought that's a very iconic scene. It's something to wear and Ellie, do not give me that look. If you read or audiobook the book, it's a weird because in the audiobook slash book you get the aftermath of this scene, but this is actually a filming of the scene I don't know because the, the book and the movie don't match up, but there was a little bit of crossover here and there I don't know I just I thought it was a cool opening to a great movie and everything and it's very iconic it's very like what's going on like you got everyone standing around with guns everywhere and and they're moving this thing what's in there what is it I don't know' it's, it's just a great setup to a great movie. And then my final one. Because it... And most of this movie has been parodied by everything. Uh, the scene you guys mentioned about... You know, seeing the dinosaurs for the first time. I'd reference a very recent thing. The Animaniacs returning. is Was a straight up homage to that. The entire, like... Their trailer of the Animaniacs returning was them, like... Coming back and everything with that. But... Another one I feel gets ripped off a lot, and I think Toy Story even did it, was the Jeep chase. Where they are in the Jeep, driving away from the T-Rex, chasing them and everything. And I would like to give a very subtle shout out to the fact that um, while this movie has aged okay, I mean, we, we have a whole discussion about that, but stuff like landline phones, why aren't they not using cell phones, stuff like that is something someone watching it nowadays would bring up. Another interesting thing is they are driving a manual transmission vehicle, which as somebody who grew up having to learn how to drive a manual transmission, the scene where he, M- Malcolm's leaning back and pops it out of gear resonates with me because I'm like, oh, my gosh, that is something that definitely happens. It does not happen with your your automatics that all you kids are driving these days. <laughs> So no, I, I, it's a great scene. It has the objects in the mirror may appear closer than they are. With the, it, it, it's it's a great scene, and I, I love it. And of course, once again, we get um, Ian Malcolm, who I will recast during this episode if they were to shoot this today. And I think my pick is perfect. So we will get into that.
2: That's but, that's that's a falsity right there because there's no better casting for that. I
0: I will we will find out. But before we get to that, um, spoiler alert:
2: it's not going to be better. <laughs> okay. Um.
0: On that note, Berg, you have mentioned you you mentioned this, so I'll allow you to start. When was the first time you saw this movie?
2: I saw this movie at the movies like the first weekend it was out in 1993. Um, I still remember it being like I, everything about that is like ingrained into my head. It was like it was hot that day, and I remember afterwards, my dad and I went to McDonald's, and I got uh, and they had like a promotional tie-in. And I remember getting, like, the, the large cup that had, like, a scene on the movie from it. I, it was the scene where uh, Nedry's being attacked by the Dilophosaurus nice. on the cup. Nice. I wow. still remember all that. Ingrained.
0: All right. Uh, David, how about you? When was the first time you saw this movie?
3: Well, my parents had a one of those little kiosks at the mall. Mm-hmm. And it was, of course, summer vacation. The movie came out in June. I knew the movie was coming out. And I went up there to the mall in the morning when she opened up her little kiosk. And I was promptly the first person sitting outside the movie theater uh, for, the, for their first <laughs> showing on, on a Friday. So, nice. Yeah. Oh,
0: I, I guess I should have, should have said this, too. Um, and, and are your takeaways today still the same as they were then? Are you still... Audrey? I mean, I, I don't know. I, I guess we kind of get into that in a little bit. So, you know what? I will put a pin in that. Ellie, what about you?
1: I, I saw it in
0: the theater, too. I'm the only one that didn't, apparently. Yeah. I, di- I did not see it in the theater. I saw it when it came out on VHS, which, uh, kids, that was a ca- that was like a cassette version <laughs> of a movie. Kids, what's a cassette? Well, it's like a CD. Kids, what's a CD? It's like an MP3 in a physical version. Uh, what's, an what's an MP3? It's like a streaming uh, service,
2: but it's a physical
0: thing you have to hold.
2: And I remember Jurassic Park on VHS did not come out until over a year after. Mm-hmm. Yep, back So I remember back. So when this came out, it was like the beginning of summer after the end of my third grade year, and it, and I was it was the fall of my fifth grade year when it. So it was like a year and a quarter, a year and a half, or whatever. It was like the very beginning of my fifth grade year when that actually came out on VHS. Now it's like, you know, I mean, obviously we're getting day and day releases for things. But that was such a crazy thing back then when you had to wait at least a year, usually, if not more, more for a movie to come out.
0: I, I like I said, it was just one of those like, I mean, I love dinosaurs as a kid. I love dinosaurs. I will mention the name Dino Riders. They're like one other person listening to this podcast. that will probably get that reference. or I
2: Dino Saucers.
0: I and know that one, people. too. There we go. My <laughs> gosh, I didn't even get that reference. But, no, I mean, I, I loved it. I had I had a ton of the toys and stuff. I just did not get a chance to see it in the theater. So, because, like, by the time I finally saw stuff on it, it was basically going out of the theater, and where I grew up had, like, a three-screen theater, so it wasn't there anymore. So, boo on me for that. But, no, I mean, ever since then, I've watched it several times. I mean, millions of times at this point. I think I don't know. A ton of times. Anyways now my next question who here has read the book we will start with david our illustrious
3: guest Uh, i have read the book in fact when i found out it was becoming a movie is when my mom had recommended that i should read the book first
0: interesting i have an interesting note on that but i want to go around the table quick ellie no berg yes me yes so Ellie, you are the odd one out on this. I yep. would say the odd man out, but you are the odd woman out. So
1: <laughs> I'm the odd person out.
0: So I guess you are not the clever girl who read the book today. No. You, you, you read Billy and the Clonosaurus instead, didn't you?
1: No, but I'm actually working on Lego set uh, 75939, which is the Dr. Wu's Lab Baby Dinosaur Breakout. Which is not from the
0: original Jurassic Park, but is from... (laughs) For
2: a second, when you said Dr. Wu, I thought you mispronounced Dr. Who. And I was like,
0: oh, wait, no, wait, that is is Dr. Wu from the movie. (laughs) So, um, David, you kind of pointed this out with yours. Um, Did you, you, you read this prior to the movie's release? That's correct. Okay, Berg, what about you?
2: So I read the movie, or I read the movie, I read the book (laughs) in 10th 10th grade, Um, in biology class, every six weeks, the school year is divided up into six, six weeks periods, my biology teacher, Miss Mead, who I'm going to give a shout out to because she's one of my favorite teachers of all time um we had these like like it would be like a series of projects e- each 6 weeks and it would be like you can do like a paper and a presentation or this or that or you could do several things or instead of doing all these like smaller things you could read a book and then one day after class you would stay and kind of she'd do a little like debrief with you so i always chose to do that and there was a li- and it was basically half the list was made up of michael crichton books and so i <laughs> read the first one I read was Jurassic Park, so I read it for that. And, of course, this was when I was in 10th grade, so I had many years of watching this movie under my belt before I actually read the book. <laughs> and
0: and we'll get into to a few of the things in the book in a second. Um, as for me, I did, because I was very much younger than, I guess, all of you. God, I'm the young one here. Weird. Um, so I read this one. Shooter! A- <laughs> there you go. Thank you, Berg. Um, so I was able, so I read this after I saw the movie, and one of my favorite teachers, Mr. Levisey, who was our um, science teacher when I was in middle school, if you ever brought up the movie or the book, you could throw away the rest of the class because that's all he talked about. So I was reading it, like trying to read it around that time. And I had it just in my bag, and I was taking stuff out, and I put it down on the table, and he instantly, like, diverted the, like, rest of the class to talking about Jurassic Park. So then, every now and then, one of my buddies would be like, hey, man, do you got the Jurassic Park book with you? Could, <laughs> can, you can you, like, read it or something? Nice. I don't feel like doing the work today. But, no, he he was great, and he was one of my favorite teachers. Not just because he talked about Jurassic Park, because he was a really cool guy. Really into science. I, I completely understand why your teacher, Berg, um, would recommend Crichton books, because they are... Just word science heavy Which I am glad that that was not something they That they kind of used the Mr. DNA scene To kind of gloss over All the Rampant abundance of science in that books So on the note for the people who've read the books I'm, I'm staring at Ellie right now
1: I'm not looking at you
0: Okay good Um. <laughs> so for the people who've read the books What is something from the book You wish they included in the movie Because the book is the same yet very different not as much as lost world but that's for another day i'm gonna go with david first
3: uh the only one that comes to mind and it's probably the one that is the most recognizable around the internet is them on the river raft uh dr grant lex tim Ah, uh, making their way through Jurassic Park uh, on a raft, and they come across a lot of different dinosaurs. And then there's a T-Rex attack, and there's the and all sorts of stuff. They get to see a bunch of dinosaurs. They had they had storyboarded it and started like doing, I guess, like quick, like possible animations for it. And then they they went ahead and scrapped the whole thing. Uh, but that was the the one scene that I really loved from the book. That I was disappointed that it did not make it to the, the movie.
2: All right, Berg, you're up. So I'll start this by saying that when I said I read this in 10th grade, that was 1999, 2000. And that's the only time I ever read it. So it's been two decades since I, <laughs> since I read the book. And I, and I, as we're sitting there, I'm like, I should have done a quick refresh. The one thing I, and that is a cool scene. As soon as you said that, David, I immediately remembered that scene. That was very cool. Uh, the one scene I always liked was just at the end, how they just were like, we're nuking the island and they nuked the island, and that, if they had done that in the movie, that would have gotten rid of a lot of really bad sequels.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: which we so that's will, why I would have liked it, but anyway.
0: Which yeah, we that, will force <laughs> Phil Rude to watch at some point. Oh, I, of course. yes. I I take it you can guess which one we have made him watch But we will get to that when we get to it Actually I
2: can't because there's a lot of We can make him watch
0: (laughs) If if we ever do a movie series and there's a bad movie In it I'll give you one guess who our guest Is for that one (laughs) Not David Ginsburg We spent no expense Exactly (laughs) Um, For me While I was going to say them blowing up the island Is a great way to end a book Um I, I, I kind of have to agree with David on this one. You stole it from me again. But I, I actually like the part at the beginning where they're getting on the raft and the T-Rex is on, like, the edge of the lake. And it just kind of... Because it, it's a lake that goes into a river. And the T-Rex kind of just goes into the water after them. And they're like, uh, uh-oh. Because they didn't think he was going to do that. So, or she. It. The T-Rex. They didn't think the T-Rex was going to do that. So... That would have been something cool, which, of course, would have led into the river scene and everything. So, yes, that is something I would have loved to have seen, too. And we kind of got that in a later movie, but we'll get to that. Mm -hmm. when we get to it. Um, But there is something I do want to point out, because this is technically the start of our... Even though this is being recorded in February, behind-the-scenes peak, um, this is coming out in March. And as part of our Monster March initiative, I have a vague and very interesting thing that... um, I know Berg will be interested, in David, you might. Ellie, are you interested?
1: Uh, well, I don't know what you're talking about, so how do I know if I'm interested <laughs> Well, you will be interested now. <laughs> okay.
0: Steven Spielberg, greatest director of our time, and that's the other reason I love this movie, uh, cited Godzilla as an inspiration for Jurassic oh. Park. Oh. Yep. Yep. And there, there is another part of this I'll have to talk about on a different episode, but um, specifically... Godzilla, King of Monsters. Berg, yay, nay on that movie?
2: Like the original first one? Yeah, the it says uh, yeah, 1956. Absolutely. Ab- absolutely. It, absolutely. It's a great one. It's dark, and it uses these. Uh, it uses a monster Godzilla as opposed to the dinosaurs, but sort of as an allegory for, for a man messing with nature and stuff like that. So. Um, David, I, I totally see the influence. David,
0: I can't remember. Are you a big Godzilla fan? I feel like you are.
2: Are... I
3: watched the new ones, uh, the the King uh, Kong, uh, Skull Island, and then the Godzilla King of All Monsters. Recently, um, I watched Godzilla when I was a kid, but it never really left a like a mark on me. I guess it never really connected with me. So it
0: didn't inspire you to do a Jurassic Park movie, is what you're saying?
3: No, it it <laughs> didn't. I, I you know I regret it to this day.
0: We all do. <laughs> um, during it during its production, Spielberg, um described Godzilla as the most masterful of all dinosaur movies because it made you believe it was really happening. Now, there's another part of this that I will read on a later episode of Zingness for when we do that particular movie, but I think that's poignant because he was citing this Godzilla movie, and I'm sure people uh, probably around our age, maybe younger, would cite Jurassic Park as the most masterful of all dinosaur movies, because it made it feel like it was really happening. Now, sure. well, we will get into that, cause there is a, has this movie, do you feel this movie's age-well, but first, who was everyone's favorite character? Ellie, I'm going to start with you, since you have been left out from the discussion, because you apparently don't read.
1: I'm sorry, you don't either. I audiobook, you, you uh, just, use our use just, our
0: link, uh, um, audibletrial.com. You, you just
1: listen to other people read. So, um, moving on. Um, I think you already know which one's my favorite.
0: I, I think it's going to be all of ours.
1: <laughs> so, yes,
0: you can say it. Go Ian ahead. Malcolm yeah.
3: doc, Dr. Ian Malcolm. Yes, yes. Mm, Dreamy. All right, David. Well, I, I was a particular age and I fell in love with Lex, uh, Uh-oh. as Ari- uh, actress, Ariana Richards. Uh, big giant crush on her for a number of years uh as far as like after after that part of my life uh, dr grant i love dr grant i relate to dr grant a lot he's like get off my lawn type person and i i'm i'm excited to see you know how he slots into future movies yes
2: yes when whenever those come out i'm I'm, I'm doing the mr burns thing with my hands berg what about you (laughs) Yeah, you know, I'm going to go a combination of those two answers. I I also was of of, of an age where I totally had a crush on Lex uh, from the movie, but then as I got older, it was like Doctor and Malcolm's the coolest. So, yes. Um, I I I guess
0: I th- this is weird, and because I wish he had more to do in the movie, and I'm kind of sad that he got killed. I really like Muldoon. He's just yes. this great like hunter guy that's kind of float. I mean, hunter like safari guy that's kind of just floating around the entire movie.
2: And he knows that these things are abominations, and like yeah. he even says they should all be killed. Yeah, like, and he knows, and he's not saying that to be facetious. Like he legitimately is like, this is this is unnatural, but I'm being hired to keep them a lot. Check.
0: Yeah. Well, here's the thing: his character in the book survives. Yeah, like he's perfectly fine. Like. Makes it through okay and
2: everything. Um, a lot of that's. I mean, I, I don't know if we're gonna get into. The, I know we already talked about the books, but there's that is one thing. Like, there are characters who died in the book that didn't die in the movie, and vice versa. Mm-hmm. I and it's very weird. Like, Gennaro was like a major character in the book, and he didn't he survive and like actually he, play a bigger role than being a cowardly lawyer. He
0: did. He he was a better character in the book. Uh, there is another character that's a park hand that's basically. Okay, so there's Gennaro in the movie who's the park hand in the book. Like, his character traits right. were put on this park hand that just happened to be with right. them during the tour. Gennaro was kind of like Muldoon, even though Muldoon was there and they both worked together, so it was like a really, like, bro, you know, fist bump moment between the two of them. Yeah. And everything. I don't think
2: Muldoon deserved the death he got. <laughs> like... Although he does get that that iconic line from it, so...
0: True. Like, we would have been robbed of that line, but I think him as a character does not deserve the horrible death he got. I, I'm, I'm just saying, I don't know if anyone disagrees with me on that, but like I said, it's, it's just, it's not des- it's, it's not an earned, de- it's not one of those deaths that's like, oh, that character deserved that. What I'm saying is that mo- this, this movie, if there's one negative thing I can say about it, needed more flunkies that can just be, you know, one-off, which... I will say the Lost World took that up in spades and was able to give us a ton of randos getting killed by dinosaurs. Yep. So, but we will address that when it comes to it. Um. So that's everyone's favorite characters. Uh, I, I think there's a big Ian Malcolm-shaped heart around this podcast right now because I, that, that was two of them for you guys. an unzipped leather jacket and a bare chest. Mm. <laughs> 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 Hell yeah. <laughs> so, um... On that note, we're going to stick with favorites. Favorite dinosaur that was featured in the movie. And I'm going to go with David because his name has a D in it. So dinosaurs and David.
3: Uh, I'm going to go with, with the, the, the T-Rex. I I, I like the, the T-Rex for a number of reasons. Not only is it one of the coolest looking dinosaurs, but it has a, a great... Actual, like behind the scenes backstories of all the problems that they had with it, <laughs> and working with it, and you know, it gets to it gets to make a comeback in a in a sequel. So I I, I like that. I give it respect. It, it lived out for a long time. All right, Ellie.
1: Um, I think I'm gonna go with the brontosaurus. Really? I just, any
0: particular one?
1: I just love that scene. You they're... mean the
0: Brachiosaurus. Ooh, it's he got not the you.
2: Brontosaurus, technically.
0: That's that's I I'm not gonna be the um grammar police on that because um Blurry Photos Podcast has already taken that on their shoulders to mispronounce dinosaur <laughs> names and I will I just won't correct people, so Berg, that's on you. <laughs>
2: Uh um, yeah, it's breakfast sausage or a bronze sausage. I don't know what you're talking about. Where
0: where 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 can people find you on Twitter for your um vicious attacks for your mispronunciation of dinosaur names?
2: Now, uh, you can find me at um Jurassic Park. He's Isla, at Eastland Newburgh. Damn.
0: He's at Newburgh. So 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 the the long-necked dinosaur, Ellie, is your favorite. I'm just not going to pronounce it to yeah, avoid sorry, the situation.
3: I apologize.
1: <laughs> um, no, I like that scene where they're up in the tree, and and it's just cute. And then she's finally, like, giving in to, to trying to pet it and touch it, and then it sneezes all over, and it's it's just funny. I like that scene. It's cute.
0: Disgusting. It's she cute. had no way to clean herself off, remember, so she was walking around that the, the park for a little bit covered in dino snot. Oh, so yeah. just think of that now. Okay, and I guess... Like, God
1: bless you!
2: <laughs> All right, uh, Berg, you are up next. I like the Do You Think You Saurus Rex. Do you think you Rex? Us... Nah, I went with that scene, play off of the scene joke. <laughs> um, oh. I told you I'm going to be... Doing deep cuts with this all episode long. No, my favorite dinosaur is the Dilophosaurus. Really? I... freaking love the Dilophosaurus. So, when I was a little, little kid, I loved the frilled lizard
3: from Australia. Uh, yes.
2: And so, I, it was just one of those animals that I always thought was really cool. And so, when this dinosaur comes and then has a frill, and, but then is like super ferocious, it was super cool. But then also the fact that he got that son of a bitch, Nedgery. Um, <laughs> That was just awesome. I mean, that's like, he may not be the biggest and fiercest dinosaur we see in the movie by far, but he takes down the person who causes all of this. So he's okay in my book. And then that summer, I bought a Dilophosaurus model kit, like the one where it's like you put the pieces together and you use model glue and paint it and everything like that. It was super cool. Awesome. Um, when I
0: was a kid, I would have said the Dilophosaurus from the movie was my favorite. As an adult, I am kinda of more towards the T Rex. Even though as a Seinfeld fan, Newman getting getting it is kinda of <laughs> worth it. Um no, I'm I, I'm I'm with David. I, I like the T Rex. I, I think the T Rex is great. It's um and yes, the, the whole backstory on everything, and we're about to get to another question I think would also I'm I'm not trying to jump ahead too much, but um I, I, I think that just seeing it on screen is just still amazing. Especially for when this movie came out. Um, though, fun fact, I do like in the books, if I remember correctly, in the book, it explains how the um, Dilophosaurus uses the like spit stuff. And it like flings its head to sort of spit. Whereas right. in the movie, it just seems like it just opens its mouth and just goes... Does that. So, I, I, I like the book's explanation that it like, has to like fling its head to do it. Rather than the movie just sitting there having it just look at you and just spit, like, directly on you instead of, like, flinging its head. So I think the book had a better thing there with that. Um Do you think this movie has... a? Do, how do you feel this movie has age? Has it aged well? Has it aged bad? Is it something that holds up today? Ellie, I'm going to start with you because I don't think you've started any of these.
1: Oh, I... I think this one's held up a lot better than a lot of others. <laughs> uh,
0: this okay, wait. This movie came out in '93, Eric. Yep. Uh, yes. Th- thank you, David. So quick math. That would have been what thirty years ago, almost.
2: Yeah, twenty-eight.
0: Yeah, close enough. So basically, almost thirty basically. years ago. So a thirty-year-old movie, Ellie. Continue. I, I just wanted to put that in there because of, I think, how much we're all going to glorify this movie.
1: Yeah, yeah. I'm just saying, for for as old as it is, um, and I've seen movies that are newer than that one that look <laughs> worse. Um, so yes, I I definitely I sat and watched it, and I it looks still really good today to me.
3: All
0: right, David.
3: Oh, it it definitely holds up. I think part of it is because the practical. Um, cinematography that they used, mixed with very light uh, CGI in the places that they obviously used it at. Um, it, it's it's just something that I think it it holds up the most out of like the the three Jurassic Park movies. Um, I c- I can watch it anytime and there's never never a time where I'm like, man, this doesn't hold up at all. It's it's all good.
0: All right, Berg, you have been long known on this podcast to. Rain on everything from Lord of the Rings to Lord of the Rings.
3: <laughs> well, <laughs> I am here
0: to shine
2: a bright light on this rain because Jurassic Park not only stands up, it's it's basically what, what uh David and Ellie were both saying. It definitely stands up. It looks it looks better than a lot of movies, even some movies with CGI that come out today and more recently than that. And I was going to say, I'm looking at you Lord of the Rings trilogy, um, which came out a decade later. Um, it still oh, looks weird. good. I watched this movie on the regular. I, anytime I see it on TV, uh, I will stop and watch it. Uh, and it still looks good when they did the re-release back in 2013 for the 20 year anniversary. Uh, they did it in 3d and a, I hate 3d movies but, and I don't know why I did A, because that was my only point, was I hate 3D movies, but. (laughs) Oh, yeah, because now, okay, here, okay. Let's shift my A and B thing. So, A, it still looked good. It still looked fantastic. Seeing it on the big screen, it was, I felt like I was was nine years old again. Secondly, it's one of the better 3D movies. I haven't seen too many 3D movies, because I think they just tend to make my head feel like it's about to explode, but I'm like, they actually did a really good job for a movie that was not shot with 3d in mind with 3d cameras uh they did a good job making it into 3d so uh they did a great job with that but i mean yeah and i think what david said it's true they shot this the later two movies and then the two jurassic world movies and then a lot of cg movies they're their whole scenes that are just like an actor or two on a green screen and then they had these weird Like, the way that the camera moves, like, you don't have a sense of there being a camera, per se. It's like in a video game where it can just do whatever it wants. The fact that this was shot practically makes it feel like it has weight to it. And it's something Mm -hmm. that I don't think a lot of movies that rely on CG do much. And it's gotten less and less in using it. And now it's to this point where whole scenes are done in CG and it's very obvious. And it it doesn't have that weight that Jurassic Park still has to this day. So we have talked about
0: many many movies on this podcast so far, and still more to come. Um, we have talked about such movies as Star Wars Episode Two: Attack of the Clones. We have talked mm-hmm. about the Two Towers. We have not talked about Lost in Space, but I'm going to mention the Lost in Space movie. All those pale in comparison to the masterpiece of cinematography of visual effects that is this movie like it it was something to where i i i could not believe that this movie was made in the 90s even today like just 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 looking at i mean yes the clothing and the fact there's a landline phone and why does no one have a cell phone is a blatant thing but like it the, the movie looks phenomenal and the practical effects, the 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 level they, they did on stuff. I mean, yes, there are a few scenes here and there that you're like, oh, that's obviously this. But it, it holds up phenomenally. And here's the other thing, too. I don't know if you two have seen this stuff, but I feel you guys are nerdy enough that you would have. Uh, have you guys seen the claymations they did when they were originally going to use uh, stop motion? Yes.
2: Yes. yes.
0: And... Uh, I actually showed those to Elliot today because I found uh, the the Blu-ray we have has the like um it's the animatics for the uh, kitchen scene and it has the the the, the two Raptors and everything running around, like moving around using the stop motion and then uh, two Barbies a Barbie and a Ken as the kids because Elliot right. made sure to point that out. Um, one, I'm glad they cut the whole them sticking their tongues out constantly because that was yeah, something they were going to have. that was weird. Right. But two, even that stop-motion animation looked fantastic. Like, this movie, I, I am convinced this this movie was bound to be a success no matter what. And it, it is one of those movies that, like, I just, I have a hard time believing with everything that's come after, everything that's come before, I'm glad practical effects are something that are making a comeback again. And yeah, CG's great and everything, but it doesn't hold up sometimes, per se, the movies. I mentioned mainly mentioning Two Towers because of Gollum, because of Eric's very, very, very distinctive rant, which you can hear on (laughs) an older episode of (laughs) Zygnus. And my rant towards episode two, but that's also for completely different reasons. So...
2: Um, and, And even then, even though they switched from the Claymation to CG, they still used the stop motion in a way because like they, they use that to sort of use like the, the joints and everything. So it wasn't, so it gave them a more realistic look than they would have maybe been able to achieve. And as we've seen with 30 years in between, we've seen things that don't feel real. Like not only do they, does the CG look terrible, but it moves completely different from the way physics should dictate it moves or the way it should logically move. Um, I just think about random things in the Star Wars prequel trilogy that just look like they're out <laughs> of a PS2 game. And the, everything is rippling and moving and drooling and glistening and not glistening and being gross and shiny and everything it, in a way that nothing should be in, the, in that scene. But the fact that this had sort of a point, had sort of points of reference to be able to feed into the computer to then they could model around it, that just, again, it adds weight to something that I feel like becomes more and more, has be, become. And it's getting better obviously But I think it got worse Before it kind of started getting better So,
0: Alright now I have a question I did not put on our list But I have thought of And I should have put it on the list And I'll put it on it for you know later stuff Any Okay if we were to make this movie today Who would you cast and why? You don't have to cast the entire cast Just maybe one or two people This is my back door into me Saying who I would recast Ellie, I I feel you're you're judging me through that. Tell you what, I'll start. Ian Malcolm, Adam Driver.
1: Oh God!
0: I told you, I told you all last week. I told you all last week on the on the episode I would get a three weeks in a row of Adam Driver references. I have done it. I have done it, and it works.
1: Either that, or he's the T Rex. You're very clearly
2: going for a quantity over quality. Yes, thank you. Thank you, Eric.
1: (laughs) Yes, that's exactly what I was going to say there.
0: Speaking of casting, apparently uh, Harrison Ford was reached out for the role of um, Alan Grant and turned it down. And after seeing the movie, he said, I made the right choice. Oh, yep. Okay. I don't think he would have pulled it off. What
2: a grumpy old man.
0: I think he would have been too grumpy, also speaking of grumpy old man, uh, Sean Connery apparently was reached out or um, was in in talks to be um, Hammond. and yeah, I, I, I couldn't see that. I could not see that. I'm like, he, he would have been too young, per se, I guess. David, yeah. your thoughts on he- this?
3: Uh, on recasting, or 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 what? anything
0: I've said, just just in general,
1: you can ignore. Uh, I, I, I
3: I cannot support the Adam Driver. I, I Come can't. on, thank you. Next, thing as, as the T Rex.
1: Next thing you're
2: going to say, the best relationship is Goku and his relationship with destroying her. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> so so so, David, what you're saying is you're on board for me casting him as the T Rex, though.
3: Yes, yes, uh, a bit the baby T Rex with a broken leg.
0: Perfect. Awesome. Go. Adam Driver as the Baby TRX so the Broken like David, would you recast anybody? I mean, I, I, obviously they can't play it now because everyone's aged up to an extent, okay, but I, is there anyone I, you I, would want to see in, in a Jurassic Park movie?
3: If they somehow, when I'm 70 or 80 years old, but th- they'd have to cast it now. Anyway. Um, you, you had mentioned at the beginning of the show, so I went through and recast six six different uh, characters. Oh, perfect. So here, here's who I've got. For Dr. Ian Malcolm you get William Jackson Harper from The Good Place, who played Chidi Aragonier. Um, Ooh, I like that. You For Dr. Sadler, you get Natalie Portman, and Dr. Grant is Idris Elba. Ooh! Uh, Hammond is Morgan Freeman. Uh, Muldoon is Michael B. Jordan. And Nedry is Tom Felton, uh, a.k.a. Draco Malfoy. No response to that one, Ellie? What? Draco like, Malfoy I like that. reference.
2: Those, 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 that that is some good cat Those are some good casting calls right there.
1: I I watched I watched the park with that. <laughs>
0: so so why Malfoy? Just because he looks like evil?
3: Oh, he, he's he's just he's he's got the. I think it's the hair. Like even regardless of how he cuts his hair, there's something about how he can do his hair, and he's just got a look to him and. I'm sorry that he's got that look, but he's got that look of he could be a villain-type character throughout the rest of his life if he wanted to be.
0: Go ahead, Ellie. I see you're about to make a comment.
1: (laughs) Well, speaking of villain, I love the Netflix movie he recently was, where he was like the, takes the nightmare, like, I can't remember what it was called. Probably nobody else has seen it.
0: (laughs) And, And Ellie going for week number... 527 of zingness of making a reference nobody asked for no no and also nobody knows piggly dog i'm looking at you to pick this one up again
1: (laughs) i will look it up (laughs) wow no we're just
0: gonna sit in silence
1: i'm just i it was really it was a kid's it was a kid's movie sorry um
0: could we recast everyone with the cast of seinfeld and have it still work
1: a babysitter's guide to monster hunting. Nobody's nobody. nobody? No, no, Aww. no. It's cute. He plays a very evil character in the movie. Shocker. I know.
2: <laughs> no, but I want to see an episode of Seinfeld where they go to Jurassic Park, but 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 Newman is with them and he meets Nedry.
0: There was a oh my gosh, I should have kept it. There there was an image somewhere of like one of the episodes of Seinfeld where like Kramer said something he's like oh I, I left um I left Newman at the park or I left Newman at the zoo and it shows it shows um it shows Nedry in that scene instead, <laughs> so I'm like that would be perfect um no i mean uh berg you, you got you got any recast you would do
2: no i i I have a, as a movie like this that just I hold so near and dear i I have a hard time seeing others in in those roles. So I think I'm going to... If I had to, though, I'm I'm just going to go with my kind of default answer with a lot of these, where I would just say, get a bunch of unknowns. I can't think of any one that I would particularly say, oh, I think this actor would be great, because this one or this one I'd love to see is that character. Um, So I'd say do, do it with some unknowns, especially if they were making it now, and it's such a loved movie. It's not like it's a movie that's like, oh, it's okay. Like People love this movie, so... I think you would have to do that as opposed to being like, Oh, why Why gonna did you have Chris Pratt playing this character? But Chris Pratt's already part of this universe. so um,
0: <laughs> To so Ellie's enjoyment. That.
3: Yes. <laughs> so.
2: Um,
0: so the, 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 la- la- I mean, we, we got, you know, of course, random talk after this. So if there's anything we haven't mentioned that you want to mention, it's free to go at it. Um, and I think we've all obviously answered the final question I had on the list, of questions to ask, but, um, do you feel this is a must-watch movie? Um, I think if I do a countdown, we're all going to say the same thing. So, three, two, one. Yes. 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 Ellie, why weren't you included?
1: I'm going to speak for our littlest one.
0: Oh, oh yes. Ellie did watch this with our youngest daughter, who is a lover of dinosaurs. How did that go?
1: Well, so my, um, sorry, our beautiful angel um, loves dinosaurs and dragons. She's just awesome. Um, but she, I said I was going to watch the dinosaur movie, and so she said, Mommy, I want to watch the dinosaur movie. And I was like, okay. And the child would not stop. No, no, no. You, you,
0: you, you, you forgot. What did she do? What did she gather before the movie began?
1: Oh, yes. So she got a whole bunch of her dinosaur toys. Mm-hmm. So that they could she could um sit they could sit with us while we were watching the movie. So it was me and Lily and like four of her dinosaur toys.
0: Including a baby in Dominus Rex. <laughs> nice.
1: <laughs> yes. So, um but she was very inquisitive. She was asking a lot of questions about why did that dinosaur have to have that guy's arm, you know, and just <laughs> just <laughs> random <laughs> questions that was really hard to answer and I don't like you cuz you didn't help me with any of these.
0: Oh, I just happened to wander <laughs> by. I was I I watched it earlier so I was good. <laughs>
1: um but definitely definitely had to keep having the this isn't real and not all dinosaurs are bad conversation. Um but uh <laughs> but yes, so she she did pretty good for the most part. The I think the sounds were the worst for her.
0: David, you have children. Have have they seen this movie yet?
3: Oh oh yeah yeah. We we showed it to them uh, probably at least four or five years ago. I, I think we've made our way through with Jurassic Park and Jurassic Park two, and then ju- the ju- the two Jurassic worlds.
0: I, I think I see, we left off
3: three.
0: I I was about to say I see a distinct lack of a Phil Rude a inspired episode.
2: <laughs> you were a good father for, for skipping that one. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, we'll see how good of a parents we are when we get to that, and if and if our little Liara or Quinn will watch it, or if Farrah's wandering around, we'll watch it. Um, but no, I mean I. I I, I love this movie as a kid. I, I continue to love it. I think this is an iconic movie that is a must see. I think most Spielberg movies are a must see, so that goes without saying. But that's just my love of Steven Spielberg. So I mean, and it, it mainly came from this movie too. Like this this movie is what got me into like oh Spielberg's awesome. And um, as for Michael Crichton, this might be a personal opinion. Great author, very science and word heavy. So. Kind of get what you. I don't know. It's it's one of those things that like um, Berg. We we've mentioned before our love of a certain book called Ready Player One and how it just exposition vomits. Crichton does yep. um science vomit, which is interesting. But if you're not on board for what he's talking about, you're just going to sit there and have your eyes go cross. I think.
2: I I do enjoy that though because it 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 gives you some information about that. That's like real world based and kind of like it, it. I never once in any of the books of his I've read have gotten to that. I get where you're coming. I get where, what you're saying. Like, yeah, if you're not ready for that, it can hit you, but like ready player one. it's like, Hey, I'm going to sit here and talk about John Hughes movies for, Oh my God. Is this still 30 pages of John Hughes movies? Like this is <laughs> like the, the science is still like, it's fascinating. And I, and again, it's been a long time. I read uh, a lot of my Michael Crichton reading was in high school. Um, so it's been a while, and I need to go back, but I feel like, if I remember correctly, it never got to the point where I was like, alright, get on with this. Like, I found the science stuff as fascinating as I did the story and the characters.
0: David, what about you? Uh,
3: I I read Jurassic Park, I read Lost World, and I think I read Congo, but after that I was kind of scienced out. Uh, I appreciate the science, but I think sometimes it gets... It gets a lot it gets a lot for me and it it doesn't take away from it but it just it it takes too much time for me to work my way through it so what
0: you're saying is you would like a few chapters dedicated to I don't know um Prince
1: <laughs>
0: sorry that, that 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 is a deep cut reference for anyone who's referenced I mean who has read ready player 2 because I have not okay well if you're not a prince fan or as pointed out a John Hughes fan, you're not gonna like the Secret Santa gift I got for you. <laughs> 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 to to steal from Berg's normal adage. Um, so overall, we could talk about there 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 was there was like deep dives of like the um the like um, I want to say the philo- I, I Yeah, the the philosophy of Jurassic Park, like that the the way it was shot, like when they're talking about stuff. Um, Like, one of the first scenes where um, Gennaro's walking and he starts talking about how the company's more worried about the money than about the person that died. He trips and falls, showing, like, you know, that they're not staying on track. There is so many analysis of this movie that we could go on for days. And I just wanted to make sure that, one, we point out that that stuff does exist. Two, I... I'm sure we'll revisit Jurassic Park at some point. I know other Eric has shown a lot of interest in coming on to discuss it. So that might be something we will tackle in a few months. But I just wanted to throw it out there. Does anyone have any final thoughts that they'd like to
2: say on this movie? I mean, I just, like I've said in this episode, this is one of my favorite movies of all time. It's an amazing work of cinema. It is it, it really, um, I remember that summer, there just being a big dinosaur boom. I was, I mean, I think a lot of kids, um, kind of at some point had dinosaur toys or something growing up. I just, I know before Jurassic Park, I had plenty, but I just remember there being this big dinosaur boom that summer. And like, I just remember getting all sorts of like books and stuff like that about dinosaurs. Like I, any, any money I had, I was like, I want to go to this, I want to go to the bookstore and get like a dinosaur book or something like that. Um. And so, I mean, it's, it, it's that. And it's being a big Godzilla fan prior to this, like it does, I do kind of include it in that sort of kaiju, even though this is just, you know, not building skyscraper sized monsters that are science fiction based. I mean, it's, I mean, I guess it is because they're clones or whatever, but you know what I'm saying. It's that, it's that whole thing. So I just, I love it. And I know a lot of people who are listening to this have probably seen it. It's not like some obscure. Art house film or something like that. So, but I mean, it's. But I mean, really, I mean, if you haven't seen it in a while, just just sit down and take a trip to Jurassic Park. It's it's a lot of fun, and uh, I'll I'll never not recommend it.
0: Oh, uh, and you did remind me. I did have one other question. Would you go to Jurassic Park?
2: Oh, Yeah. Totally.
0: Okay. When so bird's dead.
2: <laughs> sure. When it's for, when it's functioning, sure. But, okay. Uh, oh, yeah, oh yeah, of course. <laughs> that that caveat. <laughs> for like the five minutes for like the five minutes. Total that the park has actually functioned properly, yes, I totally
0: go. All right, David, would you go and do you have any final thoughts?
3: Uh I would I would absolutely go. Um you, you know, spare no expense on this trip, like <laughs> Even if we it's the have... last, even if it's the last trip I take. <laughs> well, we could have a uh, coupon day or something. I they say. <laughs> can, can I downgrade from the Chilean sea bass to a regular sea bass? <laughs> Dino fish sticks. Di- yeah, there we go. Spare at all I'm, expense. You know, as as far as this movie goes, it's it's one of those. I think this was one of the first movies that I saw by myself as. a a kid going into high school essentially is is between my eighth and ninth grade year um and it really it it set the tone for my love of movies and set the tone for my love of books and sci-fi and fantasy and in in a way that is separate from like star trek and star wars like this is really grounded and i love i love when movies and directors uh really take a chance on what they're doing in their movies and I can see the reflections of well, they they use like these filming techniques, or the music, or the practical effects versus like the CGI. It's one of the things that I really love with with that them going back to doing some of those those like effect, like just the the effects or building building something instead of just like CGIing it into into the place. Like I love that about the movies, and I love I love this movie. It's got. Everything across the board, from the music, actors, director, just it's it's it all fell into place, and and I love it. And again, and I, I think we didn't really touch on it, but Hawaii as the the filming location was perfection.
2: Yeah, agreed.
0: I agree. So so wait, David, what 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 part of the music did you like?
2: Duh, nu, na, 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 <laughs> <no> <laughs> um, one actually,
0: one.
3: I actually love the 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 one where they're flying in that Bert did
0: earlier. I have to
1: live with him.
2: Sorry, I'm so sorry. One other thing I would like to add in, and obviously we've talked about it being Steven Spielberg, but I we didn't really talk about him that much during this episode, but obviously, he he really is known as like one of the greatest directors of all time, but I want to say how much this movie, not only because of the undertaking that it was at the time that he was able to pull this movie off, but the movie that followed this up from him was Schindler's List, Ooh. so to show going from this thing that had lunchboxes and toys to a movie about the Holocaust just shows the range that Steven Spielberg is capable of. And especially being able, it's not like he, he eases his way. It's not like, oh, I started as the goofy, lighthearted comedy guy to really dark, uh, heavy movies. Like he bounces back and forth and can do everything in between. He, and so I always, and, I, and obviously being way too young to see uh, Schindler's List at the time, and, you know, looking back on that and realizing he was, because I know George Lucas actually came in to help with like post production stuff while and he was doing Schindler's List um i just think it's amazing that he was able to go from this this action adventure sci- hard science fiction movie to a black and white holocaust movie so i just i again i just think this really shows the range that this man is capable of
0: well i'm going to piggyback on that to show you exactly how much range he has do you know what his movie prior that he directed prior to this was
2: um it was
0: it wasn't Hook, was it? Was there something between Hook and that? Um, David, do you want to
3: take a guess? I think it was Hook, but I could be mistaken. Ellie, do you yeah. want to take a guess? No. Yeah. Just just, just say a movie. Nope. Okay.
0: Uh, nope is not one of his movies, but Hook is correct. so
2: see it shows that he can direct (laughs) that movie i liked liked hook but it was (laughs) but i know that that movie apparently was like riddled with all sorts of production issues so i
0: don't doubt it so no because i was wondering i'm like i know he directed hook somewhere in here so was it after shit i was like i feel it was before so i just wanted to double check and see what you guys thought on that but um but no, I mean, it. it this movie's great. I, I'm very excited we're doing an entire discussion on... I, I guess this is one of the few series where we will now go downhill. We're starting at the top of the greatest thing that they've done with these movies. And then proceed to slide downhill. Go up for a second, and then maybe slide continuing down. I don't know what everyone's yes. opinion of these are.
2: Yeah, you pretty much nailed it.
0: Thank you. Um... David, is there anything else you you want... Any Anything you need to plug? Anything you want to let us know about? Oh, but before you do that, um, quick question for everyone. What killed the dinosaurs?
2: The Ice Age! They, they just evolved.
0: Uh, uh, okay, apparently nobody gets the, the, the <laughs> Batman reference. I'll keep trying on these episodes. David, where can people find more from you?
3: Uh, you can find me... Uh, I do a podcast, Tales from the Fandom... Uh, every week new episode generally uh, i'm i'm doing good i've been i've been on track for a good year and a half two years now um new episode every week where i talk to different guests about the things that they love whether it's tv shows movies comic books and anything and everything i mean i've talked about uh food cooking shows and judge judy to you know big name topics uh so just google tales from the fandom we're on all the places that zeng this is on Yeah. and uh yeah, so there you go.
0: Um, have you had anyone on that's uh, the 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 that their fandom would be Jurassic Park?
3: You know, I don't think I've had anyone speak specifically to Jurassic Park, but I have recorded with a guest uh, named Phil Rude, um, <laughs> who, whose episode whose episode comes out uh, in in the later half of March, and uh, we we had a great conversation about uh, a certain podcast that bec- that begins with a Z.
0: Uh the um the Zoidberg podcast the the ever present podcast about Dr. Zoidberg from Futurama yes i'm yeah. aware no i i i am truly honored uh, that, that that you guys would would discuss our our little podcast on there even though we continuously Praise you on every on every opportunity to give you first choice of movies and force Phil to watch the worst possible
3: selection every time. It's just so much I, fun. I, I am honored about having this like first choice dibs whenever the movies come around. It's mm. like you know I, I put in that solid work effort for zing this <laughs> starting in Star Wars times.
0: Oh man, and 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 to this day we have we make sure to always talk about the score to a movie if it is valid because that yeah. was a mistake we made and you caught us on it very quickly so thank you for that and thank, oh, you, for, thank you for coming on Um, Berg where can people find more from you
2: well now I'm going to need to reserve Isla New Blurg uh, <laughs> but until then but until then you can find me <laughs> you can find me at Eric Berg and in the cloning lab, cloning a Bergasaurus. I, I'm sorry, that derailed
0: me for a second of my thought process. <laughs> I'm like, what would that be? Is it just like uh, the, the the dinosaurs like TV show, but it's you as the animatronic?
2: It's me, it's, it's it's like me, it's like a furry, but it's a dinosaur. Yes, yeah, it's perfect example. Okay, perfect, <laughs> awesome. Um...
0: Of course, you can find Zingness wherever you find great podcasts, such as Tales from the Fandom. Um, you can also find us streaming on Twitch, uh, which you should check out because I discovered that I own the Telltale Games version of the Jurassic Park game. So, that one is one of the ones where you, like, that That was one of the, like, super hard ones. So, I'll probably be streaming some of me playing that soon. Especially the we doing a ton of Jurassic Park stuff uh, for the next few months.
1: Oh, and I did search... To try to cause you were like, Oh, you ain't gonna find that anywhere? Okay, Ellie. Yes. Proceed. So so you ain't gonna find that anywhere on the PS4 because people actually play and buy games for their PS4, but I can find it quite readily for the Xbox
0: one. You mean the you mean the Xbox three sixty?
1: Uh, was it the 360? It was the
0: 360, because it was okay, PlayStation 3 and 360. So,
1: yes, you can find it for the, um, 360. How much? Well, depends on the site. Um, but I did, the highest I saw was 70. <gasps> but I did see some used ones at GameStop for, like, 29-something. Overpriced. Yes.
0: Uh, but yeah, you can find me playing that for a much cheaper price, because I got it on Steam, <laughs> and, yes. um... You can find me probably getting frustrated with X, if I remember correctly. That, that, that is one of those quick-time events that you have to be on the dot with it. Anyways, you can find us on there. You can find us wherever else you find great podcasts. And you will find us, of course, doing a, our Jurassic Park stuff. will continue. So, keep an eye out for that. And, um... We're in... <clears throat> sorry, we're in okay? monster. Yeah, I, I had a... I had a, I had a um, genetically altered frog in my throat. Oh. So, um... You can also, this month, we're doing Monster March, so each week we'll have some monster theme, whether that's just us talking about monsters for like two minutes or something, all leading up to what, Berg? Uh,
2: Godzilla versus Kong. Yes.
0: Very, we're all very excited. Also, I think the image of like Godzilla looking straight up with like everything glowing on him is really weird. <laughs> just throwing that out there. It's cool, but it's weird. Anyways, we'll see you guys next week. Bye.
1: Just so so boring. what what
0: what kind of sounds we got to her?
1: <laughs> I won't imitate.
0: Well, I mean, was was it like like for an example, like which dinosaur was it?
1: Lots.
0: Of
2: <laughs> you you had
0: to know I was setting up for that. Come on.
1: I did, but you're so annoying. So. <laughs> um.